Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. the Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10 for Geek Vibes Live. I hope everyone can hear me right now. Um, My name is Tia. I am going to be your host for this show. Um, Unfortunately, Chris will no longer be able to host um, Top 10. We wish him the best of luck with everything. Um, sorry that it is early, and sorry if I sound a little crazy, I am sick, but it's okay. We have a very exciting episode for today. Um, we're going to be doing the top 10 movie reboots and remakes. Um, without further ado, I do want to introduce my uh, guest today. We have Brittany. Brittany, can you hear me? All right, I can't hear Brittany, it looks like. Um... If you're there, Brittany, um, just kind of say a few syllables, I guess. (laughs) Can you hear me now? Um, Yes. Okay. I can hear you. Great. I was like, oh, (laughs) first time hosting and it's not working. That's just great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know. I got Um, nervous first because I was like, oh, no. Um, for those of you who don't know, Brittany is a fellow writer for Geek Vibes Nation. Brittany, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Oh, uh, my name's Brittany, as Tia just said. Um, very big fan of the movies and the comic book series that are going on right now. And mostly uh, what I write for is for the video game section of Geek Vibes Nation. Right, and if you haven't checked it out, you definitely should because uh, video games is not my forte, But so it's lucky that we have someone like Brittany on the site. Um, We are waiting for Kevin and Ryan, so I do want to give them a few more minutes before we start with everything. Um, I know that it's early. Normally we do do this uh, a little later on at night. you know, on Saturdays, but unfortunately we couldn't do that this week, so that's why it's so early. Um, But, you know, it's going to be a great show. As I said, it's going to be for movie reboots and remakes, and that's not necessarily saying that the reboot or remake is better than the original. We're just kind of giving, you know, giving props to these films. Um, So, Brittany, have you, you know, what are your opinion on reboots and remakes? I know that we're doing a lot of those these days, and people are always kind of critiquing, saying, oh, I can't believe that they're doing this. They should just stop it. So what is your opinion? Should movies come up with their own original thoughts, uh, or is it okay that we want to pretty much remake uh, classics? Well, for me, I love reboots just because it's like you love the original story so much. It's nice to see another director's, like, twist on it. Um, I think it's one of those things that people either love or hate them because they're so, like, uh, fans of the original 
And so they're like, oh, it's never going to be better than the first one. But for the newer generation that may not want to go back in the past and be like, okay, I'm going to watch this, it kind of brings in other fans of, like, whatever movie or whatever it's been. Right, exactly. I mean, to be honest, and it's funny because I I am actually the one who – came up with this list, and I do like a lot of reboots and remakes, which we'll be getting to very shortly. But even for myself, there are moments that when I hear that they're redoing, like the perfect example is about a year or so ago, whenever we first heard that they were going to be remaking The Lion King. As a 90s kid, I was like, come on, leave Lion King alone. But um, if you guys haven't seen the trailer to what we're expecting. It looks fantastic. I'm completely eating my words. I think it's going to be great. Um, this is kind of a topic that we all were talking about in the Geek Vibes uh, chat room, just that it was so beautiful, the graphics, that we kind of wanted to cry. <laughs> um, so I think, that, <laughs> I think that's going to be great. Um, you know, while we're waiting for Ryan and Kevin to come in, I think we should just kind of start the list I was kind of expecting to do ladies first anyway. So Brittany, (laughs) putting you on the spot, I know it's your first time, but I feel like let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Brittany, can you tell us what your top 10 pick for movie reboots and remakes, that's going to be a tongue twister, all show, um, is and kind of give us a little explanation as to why. I really enjoyed uh, X-Men First Class because, you know, being an 90s kid, you know, growing up with men out, you have Logan, Xavier, and all of them. For me, I enjoyed it just because it kind of gave, like, a backstory to everybody because when you're watching the original movies, you're like, okay, Xavier, Magneto, best friends, don't like each other anymore. But it got to touch upon, like, more of... I'm trying to find the word for it, kind of like the past, like the friendship and how things kind of got into what the original X-Men movies got into. Right, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that's a great uh, a great choice for the top ten, um, just because, <clears throat> you know, with First Class, we have all these um, actors that embody the characters that we love and know so much, so it probably was a little uh, daunting to see someone like James McAvoy play Professor X as opposed to uh, playing, um, uh, you know, as opposed to Patrick Stewart, so I understand that. Um, Not to cut anyone off, I see that we have a uh, new person here right now. Um, Who do I have on? Do I got Ryan or do I got Kevin? Oh, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Ryan. Good morning. I hope you have Red Bull on hand because we are diving right in. How are you this morning? I'm tired. My friends called me at 4 a.m. in the morning to ask me about a competition. I'm just like, no, I'm not having this, guys. Come on. So I've had a fun past few hours. Oh, wow. Sorry to hear that. (laughs) You know, it's good to have you here. Um, You have been a part of this, so I'm happy to have you on the top ten with my first episode hosting. Um, As you know, we are doing the top (laughs) ten. 
Um, as you know, we are doing the top ten reboot and remakes. Um, Brittany and I kind of talked a little, then we dove in. I let her have the first pick for top ten, and she picked uh, X-Men First Class. So what are your opinions on that as a top ten for either a movie reboot or a remake? I don't know. To be honest, like, the X-Men First Class reboot as a whole has been okay, personally. Um, I didn't really like X-Men Days of Futures Past. X-Men Apocalypse was pretty shit. And X-Men First Class, the one from, like, 2011, was all right. It was was pretty good, don't get me wrong. I like the actors. Just, like, all the writing was pretty crap, to be honest. Um, Brian Singer did a crap job because I believe he did... Futures Past and Apocalypse, and he did the first two original, which I'm just like, bro, what happened to you? Did these, like, pedophile allegations really get to you that badly? But other than that, <laughs> I mean, it's, I, don't, I don't really like really like uh, the first class story, and I, I already know Dark Phoenix is going to be shit, no matter how many times they rub it up in my face. Kevin Feige has a uh, reviewed the script, don't, I, I don't care, your movie's not been good, Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix just looks like uh, X-Men 3 all over again, just younger cast members, and probably better CGI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, so, I saw First Class, and I kind of liked it, um, I, I didn't see Days of Future Past, and I did not see Apocalypse, so I can't, really attest to whether those were good movies. (laughs) I don't know. You know, again, (laughs) I like Michael Fassbender, so maybe I was just a little biased in liking him as Magneto. Um, But I, I, I see where you're going with it. I think that after Dark Phoenix, that probably is going to be it for the X-Men movies, at least under the whole Fox thing, unless are we getting new mutants or whatever that film is supposed to be in like a year or so. I don't even know if that's still happening, considering the deal that's about to happen with Fox and Disney. I'm, they've pushed that movie back like three times already. It'd be so dumb if they didn't release it at this point. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, I'm so interested in seeing it because I always want to know like what an X-Men horror movie would be like, but if it doesn't come out, you're still doing me a favor either either way, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan is feeling sassy this morning. Fastmaster <laughs> 2000. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well. You don't know. <laughs> um, all right, so moving on to, from number 10, which if you guys haven't heard is um, X-Men First class. Um, I'm going to move right along. And oh, before we go to that, I see that we finally have Kevin in. Kevin, good morning. Oh, no, never mind. He went out. I don't know what's going on with that. Sorry, guys. But all right, Ryan, let's move on to number nine. What is your pick? This is the best reboot, right? I'm sorry? Yeah, this, this is the best reboot, right? Not the worst. <laughs> the best, because not the worst. I, we can do, I, I, we can do that I was about again. To say Fantastic like. Four for a second. That's why I'm just no, no, checking. No. I'm just double checking. 
You leave my ex man uh, first class alone. <laughs> uh, don't worry, don't worry. Oh my god, the the best reboot, damn. I, I've had a few days to think about this too, and it's still like hard as shit to come up with because reboots aren't that good in general for me. Um Tia, Tia, skip me, you go, you go and I'll c- come back to me. <laughs> you can all, right, that. all right. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to come at it. (laughs) All right, so um, I'm not going to do a reboot. I'm going to do a remake, which is why I kind of wanted to categorize them both, just because I felt like that was a good decision. Oh, Um, you gave me a good idea then. Okay, okay, keep going. I like where this is going. I'm I'm still going to take number nine. Um, So number nine, I'm going to do the, the 2005... King Kong movie. So that's not Skull uh, Island that just came out within the past like year or so. This is the 2005 that had both uh, Adrian Brody and Jack Black and I believe Naomi Watts in it. Um, I don't know. I really, really liked this version. I keep going back to it. It's, even though it's the 2005, to me it still had that kind of old world Hollywood feel to it that obviously we got from the original that was made what back in like the freaking thirties. Um I loved Adrian Brody in it as the writer, Naomi Watts as the main actress. Um the for and this feels to say, oh, for the time, because it was only two thousand and five, but if you, you know, realize even at that point graphics and CGI wasn't at its best, not like it is today. It's really catapulted within the past few years. So it was visually stunning to me, um, King Kong 2005, which is one of the reasons why I loved it. And then Jack Black was, I think, really good in it for someone at the time who was just really known for his comedic roles, for him to jump into a movie that really didn't have a lot of comedy at all. That was the whole point. Um, so I really enjoyed King Kong's 2005 version. Uh, it's long. I won't lie about that. I think it's at least like three hours. So it's one of those movies that you just got to park it and watch. If you don't like long movies, don't watch this movie. But to me, I think that the 2005 version of King Kong is a solid remake. Um, so that's my opinion. I am going to move on to Brittany to ask what she thought if she's seen the 2005 version of King Kong. I was going to say, I mean, like two words, Adrian Brody. That automatically <laughs> makes it. <laughs> now, I really enjoyed no, I... it because I know you talked about Skull Island and, you know, a lot of those two had a lot in common, especially, you know, dinosaur but then you have the, like the weird monster creatures in the skull island but i really did thoroughly enjoy that remake especially because i hadn't really watched the first one so for me it was a good like to me it is the original right i mean um like so i, I liked it i I've seen the original just because my grandparents, like, watched it, so I have seen it. And there was, like, a 1970s uh, remake, which was kind of crap because most movies from the 70s were kind of crap. But but um, the 2005 Ooh. version, you know, I thought was solid. Um, Ryan, what do you think about my pick? Um, uh, I don't know. 
I liked, honestly, I liked the movie, but I feel like it could have been shorter. This was when movies didn't have this two-hour mark and call it quits. I remember, like, back in the early 2000s, an average movie was about a minute and 45 minutes. Then they got two hours, and now they're at, like, a three-hour mark, which is fucking crazy. So when this movie came out, I'm like, why did they make this so long? Holy shit, come on. I got a, I got a life, too. But uh, other than that, the, the movie is pretty decent. The CGI could have used working in for 2005. Uh, King Kong looks pretty good. I, did wa- I didn't watch the 1930s version, but I watched the version with Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lang. I think it was the 70s or 60s. So yeah, comparing it to that, it was still really good. I really like how they, uh, the characters picked off each other and how they built Skull Island to be this huge creature feature between dinosaurs and, like, 20 feet bugs or some crap. I, I don't know. I thought it was cool. And I liked the Dark Tunnel movie, and it was pretty awesome, so I give it props to that. It's funny that you mentioned that, because wasn't it, like, I, now I forget when The Dark Knight came out, but that was, like, three hours. So we did have a few movies that were coming out that were, like, long, but as you yeah. know, at the time... At the time, movies were, like, under two hours, and we were fine with it. Now, like, what is no, it? Like, no, we got uh, event... Endgame being three hours. That's going to be, like, five so hours excited. long. <laughs> Bro, I'm so excited. Don't even get me started. I saw that trailer, and I started crying. Not because it was emotional, oh. because I knew it was going three hours of my night watching people. Oh, my God. Just I'm, I'm sort of crying thinking about it. <laughs> no, we listen. We could take a small reprieve. That uh, trailer was fucking beautiful. Uh, the fact that it starts off with Tony Stark—it's no, so emotional. No. They can make that. They can make that movie five hours long. I'd be perfectly fine with it. We'll take an intermission in between and come back and just start crying again. That's fine. Okay, <laughs> good. Good, good, good. <laughs> I was going to say, Thor did but, look like he was about to have a big rap battle with Thanos in that hoodie, though. Pulling a strap oh, in yeah. <laughs> Listen, sometimes, you know, you, sometimes you got to use your words. You know, with someone like Thanos, maybe fists aren't going to be the answer. A rap battle <laughs> could be what ends up saving the world. Who knows? It'd be interesting. Dance battle. Oh, but then we would need we would need Quill back, and he's not back at all. So <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Well, we decided to have a little, you know, a little crisis <laughs> over his dusted girlfriend. But who am I to judge? Uh, moving on from that. On that note, uh, <laughs> so we have number ten. Because I know how you feel about extra- that too. And I know, and I am going to be the bigger person and move on. Um, <laughs> number 10 is X-Men First Class. Nine is King Kong, the 2005 version. Ryan, number eight is yours. So I'm actually juggling with two, two in my head. Um, the MCU as a whole is a reboot, I think, in my opinion. And uh, the 2013 Evil Dead movie. So I'm going to go with the 2013 so- Evil Dead movie for right now, and then I'll bring up Marvel later. But, um, so I don't know if you, have you guys seen any of the Evil Deads or the newer one? No, I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are missing out. Evil, so Evil Dead was made on, like, a $20,000 budget. It was ridiculous. And when it came out, it was not rated. 
and people refused to see the movie because of how graphic it was. And then the second one, they made it for a bigger budget, but made it funnier with the same amount of gore. And then they completely just fucking just threw it out of the park. And the third one, they made him go through a time portal into the night age and fight an army of darkness. And then he comes back. 40 years later, they made a TV show that was on Stars that just got canceled recently. And it, it was fantastic. But in 2013, they decided to reboot it. And they kind of went the opposite way. And they kind of made it the final girl trope. But then they didn't at the same time, if that makes sense. So in the movie, the villains are called Deadites. It's like a possession type of thing. And the, the source can get hard to explain. So apparently when you get possessed by a deadite, you die instantly. And then they bring back your lost spirit in order to trick the people you love that's with you in order to kill them. But with the 2013 Ooh. version, the, the main sister in the beginning got possessed first. And that's usually, that usually means, oh, she's dead. No, no, no. At the end of the movie, she got, quote, unquote, unpossessed by the brother burying her. It was a whole complicated thing, but a great twist. So she got unpossessed, and then the brother died. Because in the original, you have the sole survivor, Ash Williams, who was a male, and the brother was seen as the Ash Williams character when it was really the sister. So they kind of flip-flopped it on the other side of the, the pancake at the end of the story, showing you that the sister was always Ash Williams of the story, even though the original and the remake were like a coincided with each other in plotline. And I thought it was brilliant, and the gore was amazing. If, if you guys like gore, this is the movie you see. They, they take rain showers and blood. They cut each other's arms off. They cut each other in oh. half. It's sick, but it's awesome. <laughs> You're like, it's awesome. We're sitting over here cringing. <laughs> well, the thing is, I remember, like, the character Ash only because I believe in, like, 2013, or maybe I'm, like, wrong, and I gotta look it up, whenever frickin' um, Freddy versus Jason came out, and people were like, what if it was, like, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash? And I thought that that was gonna be a thing that was gonna happen, have, like, all those, like, horror movies, and then you have someone like Ash, like, I could have sworn that at the time, it may have been, like, floating around the horror community, which could be a possibility. It would have been crazy. It's definitely not something that we're going to get now at the time, probably. Um, but I know that they just came out with, like, the Ash versus Evil Dead or whatever, like, remake, and did it only, like, last two seasons or something? It lasted three seasons. I was so butthurt. The show is so funny. <laughs> Yeah, like all the time. It came back, and I knew people were happy about it, and suddenly it was like they were announcing their farewell season. I was like, oh, that must suck for fans. It's got an 8.5 on IMDb. Like, come on. Well, listen, they're they're canceling all of the Marvel Netflix shows and uh, no, like no, that's, that's a we're not getting into that we're not getting into that no I we're not gonna get into that okay <laughs> I, I already know what this conversation is gonna lead to I already know what this conversation is gonna lead into he is a major right, salt so you know factory over that I'm 
Have, have you so not seen her salty Twitter? over all that shit. She could write a memoir <laughs> off her Twitter profile based on the Nar- Marvel <laughs> Netflix deals. I could one day start taking and then profit on from it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, okay. So moving on from that. So, all right. I'm going to recap. Number 10 is X-Men First Class. Number 9 is King Kong, the 2005 version. I'm going to say, so Ryan, are you picking like all of the Evil Dead or just like the 2013 one as your pick? I'm going to go with the 2013 one because I don't really consider the TV show a reboot. It's just a continuation because if I remember correctly, they always had a plan to continue that story. They just never had the chance to. So I'm going to go with the 2013 remake, quote unquote. So. All right, so Brittany, you are taking number seven. What is your pick? Oh, man, I was torn between two, and I was like, I'll save the other one for later. But Spider-Man Homecoming, because I loved the original Spider-Man growing up with it, and then they made the amazing Spider-Man. But the thing is, is with Spider-Man Homecoming, I enjoyed it so much more because, one, Tom Holland – and then two, it was nice to actually see somebody playing Spider-Man that actually did look like a child or, you know, a teenager mm-hmm. and not like a grown man, two grown men playing Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, you know, the thing is when they first announced that they were going to do Tom Holland as Spider-Man, I was like, he looks like he's 14, but I think what, he's like 23 or something like she that? He's like 21, he's- yeah. Yeah, but no. <laughs> that listen, Spider-Man: Homecoming is legit a great pick because that was just a great, like, fun movie. You know, like it was a fun time. Um, Tom Holland really seems like he was getting into the role. It was cute, um, and I know plenty of people who like like darker films and they didn't want to see Spider-Man Homecoming because they're like, oh, it's going to be so campy. And then they ended up seeing it and they ended up really liking it. So I, I think that's a good pick, Brittany. How do you feel about this, Ryan? Uh, I feel like I'm one of the very few people that somewhat enjoyed the Amazing Spider-Man quote-unquote trilogy, even though the third one never got made. Rest in peace, your soul. But <laughs> I, I feel like I was the very few people who, who somewhat enjoyed it. I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed Andrew Garfield. I enjoyed Tobey Maguire. But there was something about Tom Holland that just is better. Maybe it's because of the age or maybe because it's his attitude. Maybe because you think he's an actual teenager because of the way he acts. Like, oh, my God, I'm part of the Avengers. Yeah, well, look where that led you. It led you into dust. But that's not the point. The point is, he's a lot more lighthearted. The, the, the point Ryan is, it's a lot more lighthearted. Like, I'm on a roll today. Picking at some old wounds. I'm, I'm picking them up. I'm, I mean, after reading the description for Far From Home, it makes absolutely no sense. I'm so confused until I realize that Mysterio is the master of illusions. So he's probably just messing with Spider-Man to become his friend and then eventually screw him over. But that's not the point. We're not going into a character in-depth on that right now. As I was saying, I, I don't know. Tom Holland does such a fantastic job of 
playing the role of Peter Parker and Spider-Man at the same time because you see a kid that wants to be Spider-Man all the time, but he can't. He's at school. He's got his life to live. And then he also wants to impress Tony Stark to become an Avenger. And I don't know. I, I think it juggles all that very well in the movies. And Spider-Man is amazing. He's always been my favorite character. So no hard feelings toward the Andrew Garfield. Just saying. I mean, it. Uh, to be honest, Ryan, I've never watched The Amazing Spider-Man, like either of them. I meant to. Okay. I had full okay. intentions on, on okay. doing okay. so. Yeah. And, then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, he wasn't Spider-Man yeah. anymore. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're moving oh, on. Yeah. And now we got Tom Holland. <laughs> Ryan's wow. done with me. <laughs> I don't think you've seen anything at this point. There I'm are a lot of times where I'm like, my my movie and TV shows are weird. It's, I either see a lot of shit or I don't see a lot of shit. I unfortunately I have not that. seen the end of I'm seeing a lot of shit right now. I see. <laughs> two, two things in a row right now that you haven't seen. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. If Tia's flavor <laughs> of the day is in that movie, she will see it. That is very <laughs> true. I see. Especially if it had John Bernthal in it. Oh, see, no John Bernthal in The Amazing Spider-Man? I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I mean, you could always have him in there and put a little stick figure in front of your, your screen and pretend he's in it. I, maybe I should start doing that with the stuff. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't wait till Punisher drops and then they, you watch him cancel it. Oh, that's going to be a great one. <laughs> Why would you wish that? Why would you wish that, Ryan? <laughs> because I, I told you, I'm making what? a memoir off of all your tweets when they cancel all the shows. But, but it's but you done. Know what? I'm going to create a it's memoir. Like, you know what? They and can't surprise happen. me, though, anymore. I'm like, I'm exactly. expecting it now. So so it's like, I'm, you but know, I'm not going to be, be as hurt. Not... No, say, okay, no, I'm not. That, because... You say that now. You say that now. I'm going to say it I'm now. Gonna tell you, what's Punisher? I've never seen Punisher. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be heartbreaking. I can't. <laughs> you know what? I came to this show really expecting a good time, and I just honestly feel attacked. So. <laughs> 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 all right. All right, guys. All, all fun aside. So, okay. So, we have now we're down to number this. Um, I'm going to pick my number six, and I'm kind of picking this now because I kind of want, like, Ryan to get pissed off. Um, I'm going to say the 2014 version of RoboCop with Joel Kinnaman. I'm putting that into the list. Um, I know that it was not everyone's favorite. I know that it wasn't rated R like people wanted it to be. Um, I know that Wait, not everyone was rated it wasn't rated R. It was rated PG-13. That was, like, the big, like, reason, well, one of the big reasons why people were all pissed off at it because they were saying, oh, well, it should be rated R, like the original. What's the point? Um, and even, like, Joel Kinnaman said that they should have, you know, made that movie rated R, but, of course, they wanted to make it PG-13 so that they could sell it better and maybe kids would go see it and they would make more money. But I thought it was... For what it was, I thought it was a pretty decent reboot. I thought that Kinnaman did a good job in his role as Alex Murphy. Um, 
And they, I, I think personally, as I watched it, that they were trying to touch upon certain topics like um, discrimination, even, and then like what constitutes as a quote unquote human soul at that point. We know that. Uh, he is RoboCop and all of his body pretty much is robotic and people are treating him like an object and like a machine um, even though he still has his brain he's still quote unquote human in a way um, so I thought that was super interesting to see that play out in the movie and I don't know I just think that that was a pretty decent uh, reboot or remake and I don't think that it deserves nearly half of the flack that it got so that's just my personal opinion um, Brittany you know what do you think did you see the 2014 version of Robocop I've seen a lot of clips of it but I feel like my common theme oh my of this is going to be <laughs> two words Joel Kinnaman this is be the top of movies we haven't seen Oh, I I don't get out. <laughs> but no, I didn't thoroughly enjoy it because I hadn't seen the first one. But from what I had seen of it, it was it was a big heartbreaker because you just see like um, trying to think how his wife feels about it, and it did have that very human edge version to it. But as for comparing it to the first or having seen it in like its entirety. I have not. <laughs> Ryan's like, what the hell am I doing here right now? No one's like, anything. I'm done with it. I'm not even mad at this point. I'm not even mad. I'm just going to start naming movies I've never seen either. But the problem is, I don't know what movies I haven't seen. So, <laughs> um, let's just see. Go let's year see, by let's year see. with. Just go year by year with the list and be like, I haven't seen I'm, that. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to sit here and lie. I honest to God have been thinking this whole time that that movie was rated R. <laughs> and I Seriously? It, and I swore <laughs> it was rated R this entire time. You just, told me you just destroyed his world. No, it destroyed no, my world is even it? more. Is not only the fact that it's PG-13, but no, no, no person, no living brain would be able to survive a fucking car explosion point blank. I'm sorry, thinking about it now. The guy's face wasn't dirty. It wasn't cut up when they made him into the machine. It was perfectly Hollywood magical clean. I, I don't understand that. I'm sorry. His his whole body shouldn't even be in existence right now. It should be like the motherfuckers from Avengers Infinity War, dusted. This should be du- he should be dusted. Just a lot more. Painfully. Okay, but then we got movies of a man getting bit by a radioactive spider and developing like webs out of his arms. It's the movie, Ryan. Nothing's realistic. I'm sorry, but if you're going to explore the guy, point blank, I expect some realism. You, oh, I don't know. You know what? Other than that, I thought the movie was okay. I thought it was okay. I found Brian it don't like nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw the original when I was like nine, and that was pretty dope. And well, can I, was, I say, like, I, they... They they want to like remake RoboCop again, and then they're saying that you know oh they sh- they should get the guy from the original, but that guy's like no, what eighty now? Like yeah, of course he's not gonna be able to do it. He's dead. 
Yeah, like definitely either bring back Joel Kinnaman or get someone else, but there's no way you could get the original guy in that. The, the whole thing is going to be freaking CGI. Might as well not even have uh, his face anymore. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Oh, God just damn. Like Robo. <laughs> I don't know. I thought his wife was pretty hot, too. I always had, like, a low-key crush on her. I'm not going to lie. Really? I'm like, Whoa. damn. She, yeah. She's too good for him. That's, that's what I was thinking during the whole movie. Not the fact that he almost died. It was the fact that she's still with a robot. <laughs> you know, love transcends even that, Ryan. Like, I don't just, know what that for. She loves him. Means. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Damn, now, we're t- now, we're getting, now we're getting into the relationship diaries, goddamn. This is depressing. Now we're getting this deep. Is the, very, this now is I'm the ultimate can't... depressor diaries. <laughs> All right, well, so that that's what we take away from this, is that the wife was too hot and shouldn't have stayed with the robo-man. Perfectly understandable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ryan... What is your number five pick for this list? The whole MCU as a whole. Because they made a shitty Fantastic Four movie. They made three shitty Fantastic Four movies before the MCU took off. They made a semi-decent Blade trilogy. Um, What else? They made a very shitty live-action Spider-Man show. And it was, it was a disaster because you guys know how um all these Marvel characters got sold to, like, Fox and all that and Sony, right? You right. Know? So, yes, I do I know. Who, it, it was fucking crazy. And um, the fact that Kevin Feig or Feige, however the fuck you pronounce it, it's one of the two, he, he came in with Iron Man, had an idea, and then rebooted all these characters that were really shit. He took a, a big pile of dog crap and then formed it into a snowman. He made something terrible into something se- semi-good. Because I, I thought the first Iron Man was pretty good. I mean, I'm not a heartthrob like most other people, but then that's the foundation of the MCU. He built off it, and look where we're at now. Fucking Avengers Endgame. The biggest, the biggest of hand jobs waiting to come along my way. Because that movie, don't even... Movie just oh, started giving me chills. Man, if freaking Kevin was here on this call, like he would be all over Iron Man and defending him and shit like oh, that. Oh, I know like, he would. I, I know he would. I can finally <laughs> trash talk trash talk his decisions now without him coming at me. So if you're listening to this, Chris, I, sorry, not sorry. I know. I'm, like, disappointed that he's not on this call right now, like, getting all worked up and shit like that. So so you're picking legit the whole MCU for your number five. Yeah. I feel like that's extremely yeah. bold. Thank all you. Right, well, go big or go home. Brittany, <laughs> for the middle of the list. All right, so, Brittany, what do you, how do you feel about the MCU being the, the number five uh, reboot remake? I mean, I'm excited for it, but did you just say that Robert Downey Jr. wasn't considered a heartthrob? No, 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 no. Like, people were heartthrobs over Iron Man as a whole, the movie. Like, they loved it. They fell in love with it. They can't find, like, a thing wrong about it. 
I know. Okay, I was people. like, wait a second, <laughs> wait a second there, we're going to fight. No, no, no. Robert Downey Jr., I'm surprised he hasn't won any awards yet, and it's kind of pissing me off. <sighs> no, really I was pissing you off. What's pissing you off, Ryan? I didn't catch that part. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. still hasn't won any awards for playing Tony Stark plus Iron Man yet, and it's kind of tickling the pickle the wrong way. Tickling the pickle? That... That's just ridiculous, but that's the problem is that we have um, all of these fantastic movies that are, you know, and comic I don't books, wanna, superhero I don't movies, that, and they never get considered. I don't want to be that asshole that ruins things for other people, but why does Black Panther get best drama? I don't know. I, that's something that this world doesn't know. I, I've seen so many people talk about it. And I'm like, I kind of agree. Why do Why did Black Panther get best drama? It, it was sentimental, sure, about family. But I didn't think it was dramatic. We all knew what was going to happen at the end. It was only, I don't know, I don't know. Kind of angered me a little bit. Yet Robert Downey Jr. hasn't won anything yet. But Black Panther that came out not even a year ago can win a fucking award for drama. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, you I know, did I enjoy just... Black Panther, but I was bored. You know, I'm just going to say that, you know, at the time where, say, like, Iron Man first came out, again, superhero movies, like, were especially not even being considered at all. You know, like, they weren't even, like, a blurb in the spectrum. So I, I think that, you know, where we are now, you know, Black Panther is going to get in there because we're in an era where, like, superhero movies are at least trying to be more considered for shit. So it, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to comment too much on it. Um, but I, I thought that it, it, is it in like the whole drama category or I thought it got like yep. its own like honorary nomination or something like that. No, nah, it's in the whole drama category. That's interesting. I didn't consider it a drama. That's, Neither did I, but, but hell, I mean, who, who the fuck am I to judge at this point? <laughs> no, like, I just don't see that. Like, I wasn't watching it going, this is some extreme drama going on. So. Let's see, Black Panther. Are you looking it up? Yep. Action, adventure, sci-fi, there you go. Some drama. It's in drama? No, that they they categorize it as action, adventure, and sci-fi. Oh, okay, that's okay. fair. Yeah, because I was going to say, that's fair enough. In drama, it would make no sense, but action, makes adventure. No sense. I mean, it's like how they categorize comedies and fucking musicals in the same way. I'm like, I don't understand that. That makes no sense. Oh, yeah. What oh, the, the nominated recently? The movies are really fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had something. They had something in the like musical drama that I was like, that wasn't even a fucking musical. What are they talking about? I don't know. I don't know how they even like decide to pick these type of award shows and nominations and all that. Like it's all bullshit. It the beats fact me. That, you know, it beats me. And the good thing that's not our job. <laughs> all right, so. Number five, we have uh, the bold uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
as a reboot. I mean, they are doing it the best. It's not like we haven't had Captain America before. It's not like we haven't had, you know, renditions of the Hulk before. So the fact that we do have these, like, new adaptations, they definitely are doing it the best out of anything that we've seen before. And I don't know if that's just because movies are being held to a higher standard or if it's because actors are better, CGI is better, but definitely um, they're the best adaptations that we've seen so far. And I'm really sad about the idea of them recasting people like uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. I just don't know how you're going to have as good of as an Iron Man and as good of a Captain America. I just don't think it's possible. Oh, God damn. But they'll try. <laughs> All right. Oh, God damn. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, moving on. Uh, for the number four, I'm going to hit this over to Brittany. What is your number four uh, choice? Halloween that came out this year because oh. one thing that I like uh. yeah, see, I've movies sometimes. <laughs> um, no, I enjoyed it because it is, in a way, it's remake because they kind of fixed like the continuity, you know, where um, the sec I think it was the second Halloween movie that was like, oh yeah, they're siblings. And in this, they're kind of like, ah, no, 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 they're not siblings. That was just like a rumor that happened, and it kind of like straightened out the timeline enough for it to like, even if you had never seen the other Halloweens, you could come into that movie and be like, okay, everything's set up. I'm good. And it was like scary, but like you don't really ever see like a lot of blood in it or the actual death, but it was still terrifying without that, which I thought was like very clever. Like, just, like, the, uh, what's the word for it? The atmosphere. Oh, no. First off, can we just say how non-inventive Michael Myers is when it comes to killing people? He's the most bland, most boring motherfucker I've ever met in a movie. He's cool with him all, but he kills us. He kills everyone the same way. Like, dude, come on, spice it up. It's been 40 years, and you still kill people the same way? Come on. I mean, like, the one scene in that that terrified me was just him having, like, a handful of teeth and then dropping them on the floor. I'm like, no. Now, the scene that got me in that movie was when he was in the backyard and the lights kept flickering on and off and he kept moving oh, no. conditions. Oh, no, no, no. That was about, I'm like, yeah, no. Someone, why, why would this kid be fucking standing here? And I'm like, uh, he's chubby, too, so you know he's going to die and not make it over that. That hill. Oh, come on. They always do that. It to, didn't like, help he was drunk, too. Yeah, they always do that. They always make um, a character chubby, drunk, and a complete fucking idiot. And you're just like, come on, he's just going to die. Just get it over with. And watching, over him with. Trying to, and watching him try to get over that fence was kind of sad. Yeah, it looks like he didn't put any effort into it, which is drunk ass. I was say, like, I think the drunkness was, was like, throwing him, but he's like, hey, man, can you help me out? Can you? And it's like, no, he's not going to help you. He's going to kill you. <laughs> I feel like that's almost, like, classic, like, 1980s slasher. You always have to have, like, the obvious drunk person who's going to die. I remember, like, years ago when I first saw Freddy versus Jason, and I was, I don't know why, I decided to listen to, like, the commentary 
and there's the one character who's, like, always drunk in it, and they're like, oh, man, you're definitely going to die. That's just, like, horror movie 101. Um, quick question for you guys. With this whole, like, Halloween, you know, because in the 1980s, these slasher films were really popular, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Friday the 13th. Do slasher films like that have a place in modern day? Like, does something like Halloween, the new one, does, does that translate well into, like, 2018? I think it's very nostalgic. Like, it's kind of like, you know, as the years go on, everybody wants to do a throwback to the 80s, the 90s, 70s, and everything. And so it felt modern, but it also felt old-fashioned in the way that they set it up. Ryan, any opinions? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> personally, personally, I thought the movie was good. It, it, was, it, was, it was good at best. I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't think it lived up to the original. I thought it was good. Um, does it have a place in 2018? No, it, it doesn't. 2018 is full of these possession movies, hauntings and all this. And, yeah, he might be some supernatural shit, but from what we know, he's not. He's just a guy who can't die for some reason. Apparently, when he was born, he was he had this weird fucking gene type, and he can't die. That's what I'm going off of right now. But other than that, slasher films are out. They're not really the thing anymore, and I feel like they, they try to bring it back with Halloween 2018. And it did work in some aspects, but I feel like that was because they completely retconned everything after the original, and people just wanted to see something new and refreshing. Because I don't know if you guys knew this, but the reason why Halloween 3 season of The Witch was made was because they never intended for the Halloween series to just be about Michael Myers. They wanted it to be an anthology series of multiple horror stories, and season of The Witch was the first one to do that. And they noticed how much of a backlash they got because there was no Michael Myers, and they wanted to build the franchise around Michael Myers. And then the movie is just progressively got worse from there until uh, Rob Zombie made his 2000-something version of Halloween 1 and 2, which I thought were pretty decent. I thought they were really good because they were really dark and gritty. And the wrestler who played Michael Myers was a scary motherfucker. He was like 7 foot, 400 pounds. I'm like, oh, no. No, 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 no bueno. No bueno. I guess that's, like, a good, big question for me is, like, you say, like, um that 2018 is more about possession and everything. But I thought a big part of Michael Myers is that the devil's talk to him. He's just pure evil. Could that be considered a form of possession since, you know, the devil's right there with him? Yeah, but they, that's all, all they say is that they think it. They have no way to prove it. I can easily tell you that you guys are bullshitting me right now, but I have no way to prove it because I really don't want to prove it. But... I think Ryan Forsley talking about you have all these, like, you know, Annabelle and the haunting of this and the exorcism of that, like, the exorcism type movies, like, those shit are, like, full on right now. And that's all people want to watch. And I'm sorry, I hate those types of movies. <laughs> oh, so I can't watch it. I, I can't watch anything with, I like, possession. <laughs> I love those freaking, like, you know, Freddy Krueger, 
and Jason Voorhees, Michael Meyer movies. I love that shit, but as far as those, like, possession movies, I don't need to see someone, like, you know, convulsing around looking like they have, they're having a seizure for two hours. That's just not something that I want to pay to go see. Doesn't stroke your goat. But it doesn't, no, it doesn't. But going back, it was funny that you say about, like, you know, the Rob Zombie version of the Halloween movies because, you know, it's Rob Zombie. What did you expect with those movies? Bro, like, Rob of Zombie they were going to have this. Up guy. Yeah, He's but, like, you know, if you, up guy. <laughs> if you see any other movies on her and listen to his music, like, of course, that's what his Halloween movies are going to look like. I I find it funny, so when he was making his Halloween movies, the first Halloween, the studio told him what to do. They wanted, like, a remake of the very original. But with the second one, they wanted him to make his own take on it, which I found really cool because that's when he started getting into the more afterlife possession shit, I believe, if I remember correctly. Because they went to, like, some voodoo thing in the middle of the fucking forest. And I don't know. It, it was messed up. I mean, I gotta just defend his just because I like the guy. So I feel like he did what he had to do. You have to appreciate it. But I, oh, no, I, I like know that too. people I like are... I think people really liked the, this last Halloween movie. And if I'm not mistaken, aren't they making like a second one? That, that's what they say. The end credits well, left know. it open for them to do it, and then I think I read that they were really, like, hoping for Wait, it. They just had to get credit? the green light for it. There was an end credit scene for that movie? <laughs> they do end credit scenes for every movie now, Ryan. The MCU was, like, planted that I was just, they do. The only end credit was just heavy breathing. Heavy Michael Myers oh, breathing. Yeah. We sat through the whole end. Sat through the whole end, waiting, like, okay, I heard there's an end clip. I, and then you just hear heavy breathing. I was like, really? I sat here? I mean, he escaped <laughs> the basement, so it's kind of obvious that he survives. I didn't need to hear him fucking breathing to confirm it. <laughs> they just wanted to make sure people stayed until the end credits to see all of those names up there. Well, I can definitely tell you it didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I dipped after that yeah. fucking movie ended. <laughs> They're coming to get you, Tia. Uh, apparently. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. That's just what freaking happens. There's always background noise of coughs and ambulances. I didn't realize that you guys could even hear it's that. Fine. <laughs> I live in New York City, so I hear that all the time. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that, that you're in New York City. Where are you at? And not to, like, Put your shit on the map or anything. Uh, I hope no listeners are like, oh my god. Station. Oh, okay. Shit, so you're used to all that noise. You're used yeah, to all that noise. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the first I don't time hear nothing where I live. Well, I was going to say, for those who don't know, Brittany's from Arkansas, and the first time uh, that Arkansas, Brittany and Arkansas. I. <laughs> the first time that Brittany and I Skyped together. 
the first time that Brittany and I Skyped together, I don't know, there was a cop car or a freaking fire engine going by, and Brittany was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I hear the ambulance noises. And I was like, I don't fucking know. That's probably going somewhere else. She goes, you don't know what's going on? And I was like, that happens, like, 20 times a day. I'm not paying attention. I wouldn't exactly. even know if our own building was on fire. <laughs> When Tia came to Arkansas, she was like, oh, my God, it's so quiet. I need, like, a TV on or something. It's eerie. Yeah, I, <laughs> I need, like, constant noise. But, all right, so let's go down this list a little more just to recap for anyone who's listening in. Um, so, at, so, again, we are doing the top ten movie reboot and remake uh, at number ten is X-Men First Class. Um, At number nine is the 2005 version of King Kong. Uh, Number eight is The Evil Dead from 2013. Number seven is Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, At number six is RoboCop, the 2014 version. Uh, number five is the MCU in its entirety, which, you know, go big or go home. Um, <laughs> and at number four is the 2008 ver- 2018 version of Halloween. I guess I'm taking number three. Um, I'm going to be bold here, and I kind of think it's on Britney's list, but I kind of want to take it, so sorry, Britney. I'm going to pick the uh, Magnificent Seven reboot. Uh, you lost it. No, it's okay. You can have it. <laughs> um, no, because I, I loved the original. Um, I forget when it came out, maybe in the 1960s or 70s, whenever. It was like one of those typical Western movies that my grandparents showed me, and I absolutely loved it. And when they announced that they were doing the remake of Magnificent Seven, I was like, no way. No one can do it better than the original. Such a classic held a dear place in my heart, you know. And so I didn't see it for, like, a couple of years. Up until probably a few months ago, I watched the Magnificent Seven that I think came out in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. And holy shit, it was so good. Like, and this is coming from someone who absolutely loved the original. Uh, first of all, you have an amazing cast. You have Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, Vincent D'Onofrio, um, Peter Sarsard. You have these amazing people. It's badass. Um, it, you know, has kind of the same feel as the original where there's a town, they're being terrorized by an asshole, and they have these pretty much outlaws banding together to help the people, but, you know, they don't want to help the people at first. They're very, you know, disgruntled about it. And then you have, like, a typical, you know, Western movie shootout. Um, I thought it was great for what it was. I thought it was um, a nice, like, homage to the original while also being... Um, you know, also standing on its own. So I really enjoyed that version of Magnificent Seven because it was also on Britney's list. I'm going to ask her, you know, to kind of talk a little bit about what she liked about the movie. So, Brittany? what It's kind of like I was just saying this to you. You know, you grow up watching it with your grandparents because, of course, the quintessential thing is, like, grandparents love Westerns. 
It don't matter if you're from Arkansas, New York, it's just a grandparent thing. And so when I had seen it, I had actually, uh, I had begged Tia to watch it with me forever because she, she was like, no, you know, Magnificent Seven, watched it with my grandparents, you know, it's not going to be the same. I don't want to be disappointed. And then, uh, you know, we watched it when she came to Arkansas to visit. And for me, I just, I loved it because I know it's not the exact version, which I think there's like the Western version and then there's like, it's actually, a, I think that Magnificent Seven is actually a reboot of a different one. So it's a reboot. It's a, with on, it's a with, remake of a Japanese film, Seven Samurai yeah. or Seven Warriors. Yeah, well, like, I, I don't know, I just loved it because it was very playful, you had the funness of it, you know, you could laugh, you could cry, you could be angry, especially, it's just like, I don't know, it had everything. And it had Chris Pratt, yes. so two words, Chris Pratt. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to just put it down to two words because I fucking loved everyone who was in that. I mean, Jenzel Washington as, you know, the big guy, like, you know, leading everything. He is so badass in that film. Um, Ethan Hawke. I love, I love Ethan Hawke. Um, Mrs. D'Onofrio was great just because I was not, ex- that voice that he did throughout the whole entire movie, I was like, what the hell is he doing right now? But it kind of like works. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm just going to narrow it down to Chris Pratt. I'm going to say all of them just made it what it is. Um, I fucking love that Magnificent Seven. It almost makes me want to watch it again today. Um, so, Ryan, did you see the uh, the Magnificent Seven uh, remake? So, I never saw any of the originals, but I did see the remake specifically for the cast. And I also hate Westerns. I can't stand Oh, no. They are some of the most boring (laughs) fucking movies I've ever seen. I I, I can't deal with them. They're the the one category that I refuse to watch. And this was the one rare time I did because of the cast. And I fucking love this movie. And when I walked in, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I saw them each dying at the end. Spoiler alert. A little late for that, but it's just like, (laughs) wait, why are they all killing them? And then they 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 topped the cake when they killed my boy Chris Pratt, self sacrificing uh, noble bastard, you noble bastard, just you're sexier right now. How I didn't think you could make yourself any sexier, man. Self sacrifice, yeah, it was pretty sexy. But the movie was really good though. I like the chemistry between the seven guys, how they picked off on each other one by one, how they picked off with the people in the town. The action was pretty decent. The writing was pretty decent. Overall, it was a really good movie, and I really enjoyed watching it in movie theaters. The one um, Western he Yeah. Loved. The one, the one Western uh, That's I how the, like, 19... I can't now remember if it's the 1950s, 1970s, whenever the one came out with Yule Brenner. But, I mean, that was the thing. They all, like, die in the end. You're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? This doesn't happen. You're not supposed to go off me. <laughs> oh, but like Chris Pratt, like when he was that self-sacrificing uh, bastard, at first I was like, oh, my boy's going to die like that. That's just wrong. And then it's like, oh, no, no, no. He's taking out people with him. And I was like, good, good. That's the type of shit I like to see. So I'm glad, Ryan, that... Uh... What did you say? He, did, he, he made like one of his last sarcastic and witty comments, which just topped it off for me. 
I'm like, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> you beautiful bastard. <laughs> That's what Chris Pratt is going to be. It's like I think funny. he's going to be in Avengers Infinity War, but who am I to judge? I was going to say, I was going to say, it's like he went from being everyone's freaking like heartthrob to everyone turning on him. The decimation. We can't call it the snatcher anymore. The decimation. When freaking Brittany and I went to Comic-Con, do you know how many times, like, I saw a Peter Quill cosplayer with a sign saying sorry or some shit like that? I was like, holy (laughs) shit. Oh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I would have been like, thank you for your service. (laughs) And give him a nice salute. He deserves all the hate. No, no, Ryan. No, we're not going to get into this right now because we've gotten into it plenty of times. So I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> um, you know what, Ryan? So moving on, you have the number two. I can't believe we're getting that fast. So we're definitely not going to get to the two hours this week. Um, we kind of sped through it a little, but that's okay. Um, Ryan, what is your number two pick? Alright, so I, I choose rebooting like um I'm trying to figure this out. Not the D C movie universe, but the T D C T V universe. They rebooted all those characters in a way that I never knew possible because when they came out with Arrow, I never watched the show. I thought it was pointless and I thought it was kinda of dumb. And then my dad's just like, Oh Ryan, you should you're so watching this. It's really good and I'm like, you know what, sure. It was on Netflix and I watched the first two seasons and I'm like, Holy shit, this show is so good. And then they started adding the Flash, then Legends of Tomorrow, and then Supergirl, and now they're adding a Batwoman series next year. And now they're they're coming up on like their fifth fucking crossover. It's insane what they've done. The writing is not the best, I will admit. But it is just triumphant what they did on television and how they're taking over a whole network dedicated to like superhero TV shows. The only one I don't really like is Black Lightning to be honest. I think it's kind of boring but other than that I love The Flash. The Flash is one of my favorite TV shows right now and Arrow got really good again with season 7. Legends of Tomorrow was that one show where you just turn your mind off and they show fucking unicorns on the show and Supergirl's alright. But other than that, I, I love the DC TV universe. Uh, I can't wait for Ryan to just dislike me right now. Um, <laughs> Get I'm ready for it I don't watch the DC shows anymore. Like, I never really watched Arrow. I never really watched DC's Legends Tomorrow. I never watched Supergirl. I watched The Flash for the first three seasons, and I was really into it. You could ask Brittany. I used to, you know, talk about it all the time. I really liked it. I, you know, and I liked Grant Gustin as The Flash. One of the big hang-ups for me when they were, you know, casting for the movie version of The Flash, I was like, well, why hey, don't you get Grant Gustin? I hate him. Like, I, I didn't think he was I a good hate Flash. him. Oh, he's terrible. How the fuck did he play he's, his character? He just played he it like he was really like... He's got this really high-pitched voice that's really annoying. <laughs> well, no, he just played it like he was like... I hate to say this, dumb the whole time. And it's like... It, 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 he wasn't quirky. He wasn't funny. Like, the way that Ezra Miller played The Flash is the same way that 
freaking, um, what the hell is his name, played Lex Luthor. And I hated it. I was like, what's up with these, like, actors right now? So I hated that they didn't use Grant Gustin. They should have had continue, continue, can't even talk. They should have that in it. And they should have at least thought better with their casting with Ezra Miller. I'm sorry. I know that a lot of people like him. Um, and I, I don't. just don't think that he's a good, uh, he, he's just not a good Flash at all. So anyway, That's one thing I, I will agree I, with you. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm I I couldn't stand Ezra Miller as the Flash. I tried so hard to like keep I, an I open actually, mind. I actually thought he had autism in the movie. I thought that's where they were going with the plot line. And then I'm like, oh wait, they're not going to mention he has a, something. Oh, I actually thought they were going that, that that route with the the character. I'm like, don't tell me he has autism. Please don't tell me. I I'm just thought that I was so bad. Like, sorry, Brittany. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, the two that I had really seen was Green Arrow and, you know, The Flash and everything. And well, with Green Arrow, I enjoyed it, but I did get bored after a while. I guess it just wasn't my cup of tea. Really enjoyed The Flash at first, but I did kind of like every time it was like, oh, by the way, we have a new Flash. We have a new Flash. We have another, uh, I'm trying to remember, it's been so long. What's the doctor's name? Another Another Harrison Wells. Like the first Another Harrison Wells. Huh? dude, the Wells every season is fucking amazing. They're up to Sherlock Wells this season. He's amazing. He's a Sherlock Holmes Doctor Wells. It's awesome. It's like a running joke. I liked the Dr. Wells from the first season. I liked the Dr. Wells from the second season. I couldn't stand HR. I was oh so God. happy when no. they killed him off. So, that That's what everyone didn't like. Everyone, no one liked season three. I didn't even like season three. Season four was okay, but season three wasn't good at all. And HR Wells was part of the reason for that. He, he was just like a really annoying-ass character for no reason. He was really dumb and tried to act like he was doing something for the team when he really did nothing. All he was there for was to do the self-sacrifice at the end, but we all knew that was going to happen by that point. So, I I just didn't know what was with the fucking drumsticks. Was that Tom Cavanaugh's decision, or was that the show's decision? Hey, just give him drumsticks every single time. And I was like, decision. why? Speaking of Justice League with the Flash, I did fall asleep during that movie. That was not. Oh my god, that's the worst movie ever. I can't. I can't. Every DC is gonna come after me right now. DC has such shitty CGI. Like their CGI is so bad. That's why I did right too. Oh, the Justice League was like two hundred million. I feel like they have their CGI. It's like their bane. Oh, well, well, I that's actually a found my dad like in dinner where me and him started screaming about it, about it being such. Bro, the budget was $300 million for Justice League. Really? And, and Avengers, they couldn't get, like, a goddamn Avengers Infinity War was $321 million. And that movie looks so understand. much better. Yeah, I, I don't understand, understand how people completely, like, defend it. Because I, I know this guy that I was like, by the way, you kept telling me Justice League was amazing. It was amazing. Just watch it. Give it a chance. I said I watched it. I fell asleep. I, could, I sat there and was like, is this for real? 
are we being serious right now? And he was so offended, so offended. Oh, Justice League yeah, just wasn't like, a good movie. It wasn't. It wasn't a good movie at all. The CGI was terrible. The, like, I liked Wonder Woman, and I liked Aquaman, but they, like, don't. And, and Superman, Superman too. Like, no, no, I didn't see Aquaman already. I'm saying, like, in the Justice League, I liked them. But, like, oh, the fact that they oh. had Ezer Miller as the Flash, fucking Ben Affleck as Batman... It was like, you even have bad cast right now. It's just terrible. But getting back to DC TV, again, I just, I, I like the first three seasons of The Flash. And I like, say, like, in DC's Legend Tomorrow, I think I caught it every once in a while. And I like Wentworth Miller's Captain Cold. And it was all right. It was just funky. I, I'm just not into, like, the time travel TV shows. That's my, like, biggest <laughs> thing like that. But I don't know. But, um, you know, Ryan is continuously going big or going home with a whole DC TV uh, for number oh, two. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> I can't, like, no wait to, way. like, hear what, what your picks are for our next discussion because I know that one's going to be big. These are going to be the top ten movies in 2018 or just the top ten, what do you say, movies in the MCU. So I just can't wait to, like, see what your picks are for that. Uh, That's just gonna be insane. <laughs> it's gonna be a good day for me. But it's gonna be a good day. It's gonna be a good day for Ryan. So, all right, let's uh, let's recap one more time before we get to the number one. Um, again, this is the top ten uh, movie reboots and remakes. Um, at number ten, we have X Men: First Class. At number nine. We have the 2005 version of King Kong. At number eight, we have the 2013 version of Evil Dead. At number seven, we have Spider-Man Homecoming. At number six, we have 2014's RoboCop. At number five, we have the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. At number four, we have Halloween. <laughs> At four, we have Halloween 2018. At number three, we have Magnificent Seven. At number two, another one of Ryan's picks, DCTV. Uh, and number one is Brittany. Brittany, you have the number one pick. Choose wisely. <laughs> oh, just a lot of pressure. Now, I, I sat and thought about it, and I, I don't know. I guess it's technically a reboot, but um, the Star Trek movie, because I know it's based on, you know, the original Star Trek and, you know, with the TV show and everything. And to me, I thoroughly enjoyed it, having never seen anything with, like, you know, with Shatner and all that good stuff. So I think, what's his name again? Chris Pine? I think he yeah. did amazing job. That's actually a great pick because, um, and I'm probably about to piss off a lot of Star Trek Trekkies out there. Um, after that a, you know, the, after that reboot, the first reboot with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto and Zoe Zaldana um, and Keith Urban? No, Carl Urban, sorry. Uh, Carl Urban. I went back and watched, like, the 1950s version of Star Trek with William Shatner, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, how did people like this? The budget was... And I guess you have to, like, keep in mind the error that it was in, but, like, the effects were terrible. The acting was, like, not good at all, probably because of William Shatner. The guy can't act. Um, so the fact that we had 
a re- reboot and Chris Pine played uh, played Kirk really good. Um, we had Spock. We had, you know, everyone. I really liked it. I liked the graphics, like the storyline. And I liked the first one a lot. And then I especially liked the Into Darkness uh, with Benedict Cumberbatch as Khan. So I'm going to say that that's a fantastic number one pick, which is the Star Trek reboot. Um, Ryan, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to piss off a lot of people here. Honestly, I thought the the first one, 2009, was okay. The Wrath of Khan or um, Into Darkness was not very good, in my opinion. But the third one, I, I enjoyed a little bit more. And I don't know if it's because it was more action-heavy or I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think I just liked the... I'm a big, huge nerd for storylines of people splitting up and then coming back at the end and having their own separate stories. I feel like I'm a sucker for those type of stories, and that's exactly what happened in the third one. And I thoroughly enjoyed that one more than the uh, first two. Even though the writing might not be better, I still enjoyed it more. But, yeah, I thought it was a good thing. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know casting wise that they did a good job with the cast um i think there's all these like back and forth uh discussions for like another one that chris pine wouldn't even be involved in it it's like okay well then what's the point you know are you going to not have kirk i mean at this point if they're going to reboot i think then they should start um rebooting next generation let's get another captain picard Let's get another Lieutenant Data. We can do that. Um, but as far as, Brittany, as far as this pick, I think this is a great pick in my opinion. Um, I almost sometimes forget about these reboots that this happened when we talk about reboots. Um, and I don't hear, at least now, a lot of people talking about them, even though I thought that they were pretty solid. If everyone remembers, I mean, one of, like, the first uh, big major films that we saw Chris Hemsworth in besides Thor. Uh, he played uh, Captain Kirk's father. So that was pretty crazy, um, you know, having him around in the Star Trek uh, universe. So great, great decision. Um, I'm going to go through thank this you, one more you, time you. just because I feel... I'm going to go through this one more time just because I feel like doing it. Number 10, X-Men First Class, 9... 2005's King Kong, 8, 2013's Evil Dead, 7, Spider-Man Homecoming, 6, Robocop 2014, 5, the MCU, 4, Halloween 2018, uh, 3 is Magnificent 7, 2 is DC TV, and 1 is the Star Trek reboot. Um, I think this is a great list, guys, um, as far as number 10, uh, you know, as far as 10 of them, there's a shit ton of movie remakes. I think that if we do this list again in, like, say, a year, Lion King is definitely going to be on it, uh, just because that oh, yeah. trailer was just amazing. Yeah, I mean, can we put on shit that hasn't come out yet? Um, so <laughs> since we have a little... Since we have a little bit of time, I'm not going to hold either of you for the next 40 minutes just talking about bullshit, but does anyone have uh, any honorary, you know, movies that didn't make our list that maybe you then wanted to talk about? So I'm going to start with Ryan first. All right. Tia, I'm not trying to make you mad or anything, but Uh Peter Quill calls dead in game, but that's not the point. 
That is not the point. Oh my god! Oh my god! Do we have to do this every time? I'm, you know, I'm like <laughs> not looking forward. To, I'm not looking forward to our next podcast again if we do like top ten MCU no. picks. Like you're just gonna like say it like every single like turn. No, no, no. Just I'm, like beforehand, I'm, everything. I don't want Endgame <laughs> to come out because it's gonna be the last time we see the Guardians for a few years, and I, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. I thought they were getting a volume three in 2019. No. Ever since the the James Gunn debacle, they have, like, you know, they they thought about getting a new director, and now they said that that shit's on hiatus. So, as Ryan said, it's not going to happen until, like, 2021. Yeah, he ruined my Sunday. The fuck? I I didn't ruin it. The guy who made Pedophile. (laughs) Come on. Ignorance is blind. Yeah. I'm just surprised you didn't say. know about this. I'm just surprised you didn't know about this. No, I didn't. Because I, I want to go look of like... I was going to say, Brittany's going to be sitting here and be like, when are we going to get the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Never. Yeah, it's never happening. It's never going ha- to happen because they're someone gonna... wanted to make children jokes. But that's just me. They were, they're going to make Let's another episode. They're going to make another season of Iron Fist before they do another Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Probably. Oh, man. No, well, see, when I had looked at movies, I had I was like, oh, man, there's so many Marvel movies coming out next year. I'm going to look up the list of what's all coming out. And then when I looked, you know, it had New Mutants, you know, Spider-Man, and then it had Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was like, oh, hey, that's coming out next year. I'm so excited. Now I'm just sad. No. Nope. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Sorry about that, Brittany. All right. But, Ryan, do you have any honorary mentions that you want to throw out there? Uh, shit. Uh, (laughs) you put me on the spot like this. I don't like it. No, so this is not a reboot. Or anything, but I'm put an honorary mention for my boy Rocket Raccoon that wasn't in the Avengers trailer, but a Loki know he's in there somewhere. So good for you, buddy. Still making plays even when your whole family is dead. Congratulations, <laughs> you're doing something. Poor Rocket. I know. I was watching that trailer and I was like, where the fuck is like the last remaining Guardian? Like I know we saw Nebula, but. Where, where's my boy Rocket? I, I guess maybe they didn't want to spring for honest, the CGI there. I don't yeah, think uh, Captain Marvel is going to be in the movie till at least the third act. I don't think she's going to be in the movie that much. Really? Oh, maybe. They're going to, like, focus on, like, the depression in the first, like, half of the movie. And then, then it's, like, when everything seems like it's going to be terrible and there's no defeating Thanos, suddenly Marvel, Captain Marvel is just going to show the fuck up and, like... Hey guys, and then everyone's gonna be like, "Where the fuck were you this whole time?" And then Captain Marvel's gonna show up like Thor did at the end of <laughs> at the end of the Avengers. Uh, what was it? My son Chris, Chris so. Evans all depressed and like, I know this is gonna work because I don't know what's gonna happen if it doesn't. Like, we don't know what's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen. You're either gonna die or nothing goes back to normal. That's what's gonna happen. We all know what's gonna happen. You depressed son of a bitch. My boy, my boy Ant Man is going to save the day. I'm sorry, Scott Lang is Bro, going to defeat Thanos. Oh he's funny. my god, I was like, of course. I want to know how he got out. He probably went through the time vortex thing. 
pro- that's true. I because I was sitting there, I was like, oh, uh, the original, aunt, you know, Tim, uh, and I was like, well, his wife took forever to get out, and it took this. And then you have Ant-Man that's like, surprise, I got out within five years, beat my record. But then someone, like, pointed out that in that, like, video screen that it says archive on the upper left-hand corner. So is that video happening in real time, or is that, like, old footage? I don't know. I need answers. I need, Um, like, April to happen now. Knowing Marvel, they probably cut the trailer very precisely like that because they like to fuck with us. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention this again, but I'm definitely going to mention it again. We saw Hulk in the trailer running in Wakanda, but it was never in the film because Hulk is a bitch, supposedly. So yeah. that's that's Oh, that is true. That No, that is so, a great point. Though, because in the trailer for Infinity War, we see Hulk running, but the only time we saw Hulk in Infinity War was in the first like five minutes. In the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. He never showed up again. Hmm. And it was funny, yeah, I was reading a bunch of these artists, like, interviews with the Russo brothers, and they were uh, talking about, like, all the really shitty decisions everyone made. <laughs> and supposedly, <laughs> Hulk, Hulk didn't lose because Thanos was more powerful. Hulk lose because he was so angry. He, so he wasn't thinking, and all he wanted to do was punch. So I feel like in Avengers 4, there, I heard talks of Professor Hulk, and he's... Um, a mix of Banner's mind and Hulk's body. And yeah. so that's one way that they can beat him. And what, what was the other thing? And supposedly Mjolnir is no more powerful than the Hammer version than Stormbreaker. So apparently that Thor just took Thanos off guard and he didn't know how to wield the Infinity Gauntlet. So that's why Thor beat the Infinity Gauntlet. But the Infinity Gauntlet yeah. is still more powerful. On that note, what's that subreddit? Thanos did nothing wrong. Yeah, oh Thanos my god, I can't. Fuck Thanos. Wait, can, I can't I've wait. I've always wanted to bring up this argument real quick. I've always wanted to bring up this argument. So Thanos wanted okay. to erase 50% of all living life in the universe. What if all of humanity turned out to be 50% of the universe? Like, what if they were a fraction of that 50%? There would be no more human race. Can we talk about that? They said 50% of the human race. How could he specifically choose 50% of the human race to disappear? Uh, that's just an argument I've always Infinity had. Gauntlet. I'm sure. I guess it's just one of those things that's like it was individually planet-based. And I don't say what about half the universe, but like 50% of every living creature. So you got like 10 dogs are going to wipe out five dogs. You know, that sort of thing. But that's actually a good question. Did it wipe out the animals? Two or just humans, or are they considered a resource? So it's like, oh, you don't want to wipe out fifty percent of resources like food. And I still yeah, don't know. Yeah, the white Thanos. people apparently. Fucking Thanos's like shit is all fucked up because, and I'm sorry, we're now cursing a lot. So if there's kids listening, um, but it's like. Why did you have to do it to erase 50%? Like, why can't you just use your shit to create more resources or something? Like, you know, as we saw in the post-credit scenes to Infinity War, you cause chaos because people are flying planes, driving cars, and then disappearing, causing accidents that probably killed 
other people as well. I mean, what if there's someone who's like steering a fucking boat and all of a sudden they start disappearing and then they're all the people on that boat probably drown to death or whatever. So it's like, you know, kind of your logic is flawed and your whole, oh, I do what I had to do. I killed Kimura because I loved her or some shit like that. I'm like, get off it. All right, get off it. No, I can't with that shit. So I can't wait technically to his syndrome anyways that's made him slightly, you know, like, deranged. Well, what are the chances that Captain Marvel didn't get snapped? What were the fucking chances that she didn't get snapped? How did Nick Fury knew she would come? What were the chances that she didn't get snapped? Maybe she's just hanging in the past to, like, oh. Somebody did make a good point that... Somebody made the point that, you know, that with Captain Marvel coming out, you know, Fury didn't have the opportunity to really know about Thanos, I don't think. So whenever he hit the button, he was probably thinking, oh, gosh, the the scroll, scroll, the scroll were attacking. And he was like, oh, shit, well, I better call Captain America. Not Captain America, Captain Marvel to call this in because he's just like, oh, shit, a bunch of stuff is disappearing, a bunch of stuff is happening. But I don't think he ever technically knew Thanos was a thing at that level. But I'm I just glad don't to think see my boy Nick Fury get more love now. I'm just glad to see my boy Nick Fury get more love. He was missing from my life for a few years. Yeah, <laughs> now we have him in. No, now we have him in Captain Marvel. I don't know if he's going to be in Endgame, but we're getting him in Far From Home, so it's cool. Like Samuel Jackson is in it. Like we are not forgetting about Samuel Jackson. He's a badass. We love Nick Fury, so let's bring him more into shit. Oh um, yeah, but. <laughs> um, so this like conversation slowly turns into an MCU conversation which I love I'm just going to backtrack it a little uh, you know this is the top 10 about movie reboots and remakes Brittany do you have any last ones before we hop off oh man I was trying to sit there and think of like what, what y'all were talking about tomorrow I was like oh is there another reboot that I can think of but a lot of them are bad reboots or a TV reboot, so that's why I'm trying to sit there and rack my brain. I'm like, is there another one? Is there another one that I thought was pretty good? We could definitely do at some point a bad one. I'm gonna throw out that I like the first Jurassic World with Chris Pratt. So do um, I. I thought oh, that. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought that was a solid reboot of the franchise. It brought in, you know, a new person, Chris Pratt, which was like the it boy essentially. Um, and it still, for us 90 kids who love the original Jurassic Park, had a lot of that nostalgic feel to it while remaining its own, like, uh, new entity. I loved it. I didn't necessarily like the second Jurassic World that The Fallen much, Kingdom the was so Jurassic fucking World. bad. That's on my top ten worst list. Yes. Yeah. It was so yeah, bad. Yeah. I just, that whole, that whole, like, freaking auction shit was bullshit, but... The first Jurassic World, I wish they would have, like, either, like, kept it in that same theme or just have had it as a one-off. Like, just here's a new reboot. Here's a, you know, for the fans, you know, people who love Jurassic Park, and that's it. They could have ended it. I would have been okay with it. But I like the first Jurassic World. I thought that was solid. You know, I don't know if it could count as a reboot, you know, but with, uh, you know, Unbreakable came out. And then, you know, it kind of went silent for years and years and years. And then you had Split come out, right? And then at the very mm-hmm. end of Split, 
you have, you know, Bruce Willis sitting there, and I, it almost, it felt like a reboot because it was like, oh, we're bringing life back to this sh- this movie that, like, people liked, but, you know, just kind of went back into obscurity, and it's like Split brought it all back, and now we have Glass. I mean, I'm not going to necessarily say that that's a reboot as much as it's just, like, a revival of the franchise, but still solid, man. Like, there's, you know, that's just crazy to come out, like, 20 years later with a movie that we all thought was just kind of on its own, and then, no, bam, it has connection to a movie that was, like, 20 years prior. So, but I guess that's just all part of M. Night Shyamalan's, like, grand plan or some shit like that. Takes playing the long con. Exactly. But, um, alright guys, so we do have 27 minutes left, but this was a great conversation. I'm going to end it. We had the top 10 uh, reboots and remakes. Thank you both for being here with me for the first one that I'm hosting. This was great. Um, you know, Ryan, thank you so much for being here. Uh, can you tell us a little bit, like, you know, where can we find you? Where should we look out for you? Oh, crap. So, y'all can find me on Twitter. By the way, I'm running a holiday Christmas giveaway if any of you want to uh, compete in that. So, we got 19 or however many more days till Christmas. And you can find me on Twitter at Ryan underscore Wardak, W-A-R-D-A-K. I'm pretty sure there'll be a description for that. But anyway, guys, see you on the next show. Peace. Nice. Uh, Brittany, can you tell everyone, you know, where can we find you? Instagram, it's Brittany underscore Hegel, H-E-I-G-L-E for the last name, and A-N-Y for the Brittany part. And then you can just type that in on Twitter, too, and you can find me there. And thanks so much for having me. I had a really great time. Thank you so much, Brittany. And, you know, you can find me on uh, Twitter, TC underscore Stark. I write frequently for Geek Vibes Nation, the fantastic site that has a collective minds of people who like all different types of things, as you heard us. Uh, it's not just superhero stuff. It's all movie news, game news, product news, news news, all that type of stuff. So thank you guys again for tuning in. We will see you next week. Thank you.